You've come to the right place. If you're a course creator looking to build more impact, income, and freedom, LMS Cast is the number one podcast for course creators just like you. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of the most powerful tool for building, selling, and protecting engaging online courses called Lifter LMS. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name's Chris Badgett and I'm joined by a special guest, Julie Eason from Thanet House Publishing. You can find her at thanethousebooks.com. Welcome to the show, Julie. Thanks, Chris. I'm so excited to be here. I'm super stoked to get into this with you. And um, the way I want to frame in this conversation is, well, first of all, you're an expert at writing books and helping ghostwriter, helping ghostwrite books for people. Um, and for a course creator, someone building a training-based membership site, you know, everybody talks about YouTube and uh, as lead gen, Facebook ads or whatever, but Amazon is also quite a large search engine. And if you have your book, if you have a nonfiction book, especially if you're really niche down, it can be a, a great legion for you. Um, we just recorded a podcast episode with a uh, one of the Lifter LMS course creators. Uh, her name is Angela Brown. And in four years, uh, she grew a YouTube channel to 60,000 subscribers. She has a book on Amazon, has over 200 five-star reviews. And she's in the house cleaning niche. She helps house... I love that! Yes. <laughs> She helps house cleaners basically go from like amateur to professional. And, and the book has, has played a huge part in her development. And I was, I was just blown away. So I'm, I'm really excited to get in with you. Um, some of you watching or listening may not know this. My background is in social sciences, cultural anthropology. So when I look at things from a marketing perspective, I have my anthropology glasses on. I'm a very observant person. And one of the things about studying cultures is that people have artifacts. And one of those artifacts in a niche or a group or a subculture is a book. So in, in general entrepreneurship, you know, one of those artifacts is The Lean Startup by Eric Reese or The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. But when you get into course creation, this book comes up, which is called Expert Secrets, which... Um, is from Russell Brunson over at ClickFunnels, but you actually wrote this book, and that's why I wanted to get you on the show today. <laughs> I did. I was a ghost. I, and before anybody goes, what? What a cheat! Like <laughs> Russell. So here's the deal with ghostwriting. This is how it works. Yeah. In the real world, in the in the world of real books, as opposed to books that people like just whip out. They have somebody in the Philippines transcribe a, a an interview or something. That's not how we work. We were we're writing legit books. Um, and the author does as much work as the ghostwriter because they have to be the one with, with the ideas and the frameworks. And, and I have a unique background in that I was a copywriter for 25 years and I'm in the digital, I, I've been in the digital marketing space since before it was a term. So I, I've watched it develop and I've watched the gurus come and go. I've watched, you know, when Frank Kern was a baby, like this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, no, I, I have a unique perspective and I bring that to our authors so that I can ask them questions they may not have thought about. Um, but yeah, so like I wrote the book, but he, he's the genius behind all of the, all of the content and the, and the way that it's presented. But as far as structure goes, yeah, that was all me. 
And it's, I, I love your point. It's a collaboration. It's not just like a tactic that you just outsource like, oh, I'm going to do a book. Who can I find to do a book? You need to invest your own time and help yeah. the ghostwriter, like suck it out of your head and make it approachable to the reader. You got to have something in your head to start with. Like, yeah. and, and the problem that people have when they try to write books is they have, they, and this is, they think, oh, I've got writer's block. Oh, the blank page is my enemy. It's like, it's not because you don't know what to say. It's because you have too much to say and you get a log jam. And, and that is what I specialize in, like helping people, whether it's through, I have my own courses. So my, my course or, um, or whether we're doing it in person, like let's, let's clear out the log jam and let's, let's find what's really important for the reader and for you and make the book that actually is going to move the needle. That's awesome. And just to, just so you know, if you're listening, oops, drop that. If you're listening, there's like three conversations we're having here at once. One is. We're talking about uh, having a book funnel to, for your online course, your membership site. Um, we're talking about the act of writing a book. Book writing is also very similar to course creation. Like there's a lot of overlap and Julia, copywriting is important. So there's four conversations. The fifth conversation is, is Julia is a very talented entrepreneur that I have a lot of respect for. So just general, there's a lot of general entrepreneurs stuff going on here so this is going to be a, a really good conversation we should have a retreat we should have a lifter retreat and just have everybody come and you and i can just riff on stuff all day long that would be awesome then this is a fun <laughs> fact this is a fun fact for the people that are um listening and watching julie and i actually we just found out uh about six months ago or so that we live like literally 20 minutes down the road from each other <laughs> which is which is a lot of fun I, I keep looking for her at the farmer's market uh, I haven't seen her yet, but I, I, we keep missing each other. I think we're on, we're on opposite schedules. Yeah. And, and it's funny cause he said this morning when we got on before we started recording this, like, Oh, why aren't we doing this in person? Like, I don't know. I didn't even think about it because we're so used to doing everything digitally. Yeah. That's so true. Um, well, let's talk about the log jam. And, uh, yeah. so at Lifter LMS, we help course creators create, launch and scale on a, the WordPress website that they own and control. But one of the ways that we help people create is um, that's why we invented this podcast. Because even though we're a tech software company, we're in the course creator success business, and some they need people need more than just software to be successful. So one of the things that gets people hung up as an expert is the curse of knowledge. You know, writer's block, course creator's block. Like, which course should I make? Giant log jam. So what can we learn from you in the book world that course creators can take away? So yeah, it's, it's about cataloging your expertise, I think really is what we're trying to do here. And the problem, the problem that occurs is people, when they think about a book, books are valuable. They're, they have high perceived value because we, it was the very first job we ever learned when we were kids, right? We've got to learn how to read. Our, our parents told us that our teachers told us that we learned that all the answers are in the book. You know, like this is our whole lives have been revolving around books. And so that automatically puts it as a huge value offer for if you have a course, you give away a free book or you use a free book as a lead gen to your course, whatever it is. But it doesn't really matter what, what product you're putting out. It, what matters is how you can help people get a result, right? Yeah. Teach them how to play guitar, teach them how to be better housekeepers, teach them how to run a business, whatever you're trying to do that you're an expert in. You need to be able to take your years or decades of experience and actually create something that people can use, 
people can't use verbal vomit on a page. Like they just can't, they can't, they don't know where to go. And I know course creators have this issue because I have, I've had the same issue when I've created courses. It's like, Oh my gosh, I could do so much. So what you got to do is instead of thinking, what do I want to say? That's what the, every book, well, this is what I want to write. Here's my outline. You know, and it's yeah. 10 miles long. You got to go from the outside in to get super, super clear on who is your audience. What do they want? And what do they think is standing in their way and what's actually standing in their way? So you got to work from their perspective and what, it, what is it they're trying to achieve? Do they want to learn to play piano? Do they want to learn to run a housekeeping business? Whatever it is, what do they need to know to take the first step towards actually achieving that goal? And it might be that your book only gets them like one step. It might be that your book gets them all the way there. That's, that's fine. But you need to think about their needs first and then all right, what do I need out of this book? So we call it audience purpose and goal. The audience is who is it? What do they want? The purpose is what am I going to deliver to them? That's going to give them what they want or get them one step closer to what they want <clears throat> in the course creator situation. If you're using it as a lead magnet, you want to get them right up to the point where they are perfectly positioned to buy your course. So there's a whole lot of people out here who are thinking about things and, and they might be like in, a, in an early stage and you want to reach those people, but they are cold traffic. They yeah. are only worried about themselves and their problems, right? So you've got to warm them up by getting them to understand you have a solution. So um, that was an off track thing. <laughs> but what you want to do is, yeah, that's your purpose. Is the book is the book's purpose is to get them to, to a point. So my and business, is, one of my business coaches, his name's Dan Martell. He says he he talks about his goal is to like uh, convert decades into days with his training and stuff. Yep. Um, so how does an expert condense decades into days through a book or an outline or a course or whatever? How, like, how do we make that possible? How do we remove the logjam? By thinking audience, purpose, and goal. Okay. By going outside and going, okay, what do they want? What do they think they need? And you're going to give that to them in the sales copy and you're going to like give them what they need, what they think they need. But also, you know what they actually need because so you're what? the Let's do, a fun, <laughs> let's do a fun exercise here. So yeah. um, like Russell Brunson, Expert Secrets, we share a very similar audience of, um, uh, there's a lot of overlap between our audience audiences. Yeah. And I've got here, this is Russell's um, uh, challenge right here. The uh, one, funnel, yeah. one funnel away challenge. But what, before I get into some of this stuff, what, what do you know in your, in your work that you found out about experts who are the, who are a big percentage of the people who listen to this podcast, what do you know about them that uh, allows this book to come out and be super useful? And I hear people reference this book all the time. And all how, the time. Yeah, like what, when you get inside the mind of the expert, what do you see? I see that they are incredibly knowledgeable and they can change the world with their knowledge. And they don't believe it. They don't believe they can do it? Or they, they, some of they them don't believe they can do it. They don't believe they're that great. They don't believe they, they think what they actually are super genius at is no big deal. Um, they think that, you know, who would want what I've got? And this is all deep down. Like they will never admit that. Yeah. <laughs> but I know it because I have it. Everybody has it. We are, as human beings, we're conditioned to fit into a group. Your social anthropology, you know, like we're conditioned to do whatever needs to be done to stay a member of our group and to be 
cohesive and everything's fine and we're not going to get thrown out in the wild and get eaten by wolves. So, so all of that is, is down deep and it's something that you may not even think about, but if you are running around in circles, writing your course over and over and over again, Oh, it's not ready to launch yet. Well, why is it? It's because, well, let me ask you this. <laughs> I, I, I was watching, I was on your website, which is it. Uh-huh danathousebooks.com and I was I watched before this interview uh, Russell Brunson's testimonial for you and he said he had had this book idea and he said it was funny to say out loud that he'd been working on for like 12 years or something yeah yeah so tell us about that like that so so I'm going to tell you the short story and and if you really want to know more about all that like we have a whole there's a whole web video I'll find for you guys um that's him and me riffing on expert secrets and how we made it and all that stuff. And it's, it's really cool. We'll, and we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, it's we'll on YouTube. Put that in the show notes. Okay. Actually, what I'll do is I'll make just for you guys, because I love you, Chris, and, and it's awesome. And I want to give you as much as I can. I'm going to make a special page for you. Um, I'll put nonfictionbookacademy.com and I'll put LMS cast at the end. And, okay. and I'll put that video up there with me and Russell so that you guys can get dig into all that. Cause it's fun. Um, but, and, but I want to get, like, get to what I can do to help your people. <laughs> yeah. So what was, so the reason that he held back for nine years is because writing a book is freaking hard. Like yeah. it's not the same as writing sales copy. He's a great writer. He's a yeah. great writer. He'd been writing sales copy forever. He was teaching Dan Kennedy's mastermind people like for crying out loud. He was not a writing slouch. Yeah. And the problem was, is that when you start thinking about a book, you got that, oh, wow, books have all the answers. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I know that because I went to school. I, books have <laughs> all the answers. And, and authors are really, really important. And I want this. What it really is is that they want the book to do everything that they know it can do if it's done well. And so you put all this pressure on yourself. And you're like, oh, I've got to deliver everything I know. And I've got it. And it's like, no, Russell, you know one. Let's do one. We had one goal with the firstbook.com secrets. That goal was to launch ClickFunnels. Like he needed to have a way to explain to people what was a funnel, who it could help and why they should even pay attention and why they should be doing those instead of websites and, and how that software could help them. Right. And so that's what we did in the book. I'm like, I know, you know, all this other stuff. And, and after two books with me, he's like, all right, now I know how to do this. And so now he's got a whole writing team and he puts out books all the time, like all the time. So it, it really comes down to Understand that you have decades of knowledge. That reader doesn't need decades of knowledge. That reader needs one solution to one problem that will get them to the point where they can jump off and go into your world and learn everything you have to and buy everything that you have to teach, right? Like, so I call it inspire, educate, sell. You Perfect. have to inspire people in your book or your course to believe they can do it. That's that deep down belief that, ah, you did it, but I don't think I can. Um, and then it, educate them so they know how to do it because it's terrible to believe you can do something and not know how to do it. And then you have to sell them resources and support because how many times have you bought a course and never done the thing, right? How many times have you read a book and been all excited and I know how to do it and then you get distracted? Like you need to support these people. That's where your course comes in. That's where your products come in. So it's all three of those things in a book that are going to lead people down the path into your world, introduce them, solve a problem, get them a good quick win, you know, and then be like, all right, you did this one thing. How about all the rest of this stuff? Come join me on, on my expert platform and let me help you. Can you explain like a book funnel? 
Like, just what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. Okay. <laughs> so what is the purpose of this book funnel that you want? Are you talking about like a free plus shipping funnel? Or are you talking about like, is it to, to get people to buy a course? What? Well, like, I mean, we Define can use, the goal. <laughs> well, okay. Like Russell is a software company. Feel free to use that as an example, uh, okay. book funnel, but all, and the free plus shipping strategy I think is interesting. And also, um, but for a course creator specifically, somebody building a training based membership site, uh, how do they like, how, how, what is it and how do they get moving on that project with reasonable expectations? So, so we've already written a book and now we want to use it to bring people to a course. Yeah. Or, or a membership site, either way. Or membership, membership yeah. site. I kind of combine those terms, but mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So there's an, it depends on what you wrote the book about. First of all, like you want to plan, this is why I do book development is so important at the very beginning is you want to plan the book to do what it's going to do in the funnel. Like the jobs to be done. Right. What, yeah. what are you going to use this? For? It's not just yeah. I'm writing a book so I can be a best-selling author, which is all over the internet right now. Be About being an authority or an influencer. Being an authority. You have instant credibility. No, let's yeah. get the book to actually do a job and build your credibility. Right. Yeah. So anyway, besides that. So the, the funnel steps are simply you're converting cold traffic to a customer. Right. And so people think, oh, this book is going to get people to buy. So I'm going to sell the crap out of my product in the book and then people are just going to buy it and I'll just give it away and I'll do free plus shipping and all of these things, which are great tactics, but you got to realize there's more conversions that happen in this, in the process than just you got my book for free, go buy my stuff. Like there's, there's more that happens in there. So the funnel is just, maybe you have, I'll just run through a, a simple free plus shipping funnel. You're offering people a book, which is a solution, which is a, a high perceived value solution to something that they have a problem with. Cold traffic is problem aware. They don't understand, this is straight out of expert secrets. They, they don't understand that you exist or that your solution exists or even that a solution exists. They just are completely in their head about this problem. Yeah. So your book is going to help solve that problem. And you're like, oh my gosh, I can get it for free. I have to pay shipping. Or there's lots of other ways you can do it. You can be like, you pay shipping and I'll give you the book for free. Or, or you, you buy the book and I'll pay the shipping. Like there's ways to, to, to play with that. But you're getting the book into their hands. The next step in the funnel, if you're using this particular funnel model, you're going to have an order bump, which is just a little checkbox. It's like, hey, you got the, the print book is on its way. We're so excited for that. What else do you have that would be valuable to them that they can simply go, oh, hell yes, add that on for 10 bucks, right? Something, something sort of low price. Russell uses his audiobook. People love the audiobook. So they'll, they'll buy the same book three times in his funnel. They'll buy it as, as the, the print book for free plus shipping. And then, you know, the audio bump might, might be $30. And, and they'll just go, yes, I want the audiobook because I want to listen to it right now. Maybe it's an ebook. Maybe it's a workbook that goes with it whatever it is, you have a little order bump. So that, that pays for your advertising, the, the free plus shipping, you're going to break even on the book, your order bump is going to help pay for all the ads that you have to run to to get that cold traffic. Now, or, whether you use paid ads or, or, or so you're saying it's a self liquidating offer, a self liquidating offer. Exactly. Let's use the let's use that terminology. It's going to pay for all that stuff. Then you have, all right, what's the next problem in line? What's so if you've solved here's the, the thing is is that your book is as soon as they buy it, they assume the problem solved. Yeah. Right. 
if you're that's a credible a, that's expert, an issue. yeah. So, so why are you continuing to try to solve the problem? This is what course people do all the time is they're like, Oh, I'm going to pile on my upsells as more stuff to solve the same problem. But psycho psychologically, they've already solved that problem because they bought the book, right? Right. <laughs> Whether or not that's true, they don't know yet. So, so I, I don't remember who did this, but I saw this fantastic analogy. Um, if you've ever read the book, uh, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie, have you ever actually read that? I haven't book? read it's, that one. It's a children's book, and it's amazing. You go to any Barnes & Noble, any library they've, they've got, there's a whole series of it. If You Give a Moose a Muffin is, is the main version of it. Okay. So if you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to want a glass of milk. It's a different thing. It's a different thing. Yeah. It, it, because now, you know, he was hungry. He wanted a cookie. Then he's thirsty. He wants a glass of milk, right? And then it's like, oh, well, if you give him a glass of milk, he wants the next. I really should memorize this because I'm starting to use this in my talks all the time. Yeah. But um, you're, you're basically, what's the next problem they have to solve? So for Sequencing. me, like, I'm going to help you, you know, with this particular book, I'm going to help you understand how a court or how a book can help your business. Great. So then you're going to need to know how to write the book. Cool. Got a course for that. Then, oh my gosh, I, I, I'm, I'm, if I, I write the book, then I don't know how to publish it. I, I've heard it's really hard to publish. So then it's like, boom, got that. And that's the next thing. So the funnels are just, what's the next thing that needs to be solved? And you offer that. And I mean, there's people who offer, you know, 20. Russell used to be one of these people. I'm glad he's not anymore. The offer after offer after offer after offer. I think with a book, it's like, give them the book, do a little order bump, do an upsell for, you know, something, something that solves the next problem that's at a moderate, maybe it's $200, maybe it's $100, whatever. Um, but it gets them a, the next solution. Then they're on your list. They've, you've made money in the funnel. Maybe if they turn that down, you have a down sell where it's like, okay, you didn't want that thing, but what about this? Um, then you can continue to sell them. Then you can get them into your course, depending on the, the price points of your course and how many modules there are and how many things you can give them piece of your course you can splinter it off and be like this is the next thing they need so give that to them for a hundred bucks and then they can buy the thousand dollar course so a funnel is just a, it's just a path it's just a customer journey but you but the biggest mistake people make is that they're trying to pile on more and here's the thing is because it's confusing right because an order bump that little checkbox is just adding more of the same thing yeah, but it's it, but it's in a different format, and the reason that Russell figured that out is because when he had a supplement company, people would just buy six bottles. Like, do you want one bottle for free? Great. Well, here's you know three three more bottles for a, a discount or whatever, and people would just add it on. So that's like an afterthought checklist, and it is the same thing. But then they make the mistake of okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep solving the same problem with more products, and that is is it's not helpful for the person because they're problem aware they're right now. They're just trying to solve the problem. Wow. That was, that was, that was worth the price of admission. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go outside of, um, tactic land. You're already outside of tactic land, but I just want to go into a strategy thing here where, uh, I think Russell calls it the big idea. Like what's the big idea that people need to have for like the next thing to happen or whatever. So for him, I think, the job to be done of this book is the big idea after you're done reading this is like, I need a funnel. Right. So, but like, like, so strategically he positions the book so that, uh, you know, it, it educates people about what the funnels are, how to sell and all this stuff. And it's, it's awesome. 
and it's a reference manual for later. Like I've come back to this when I'm working on webinar structures and things like that. But I think the big job is to see if they're a perfect fit for his software company. Like, so yeah. So, so when we set out to start that book, actually that book is more about building a mass audience and, and building experts. And so the, the reason was, okay, dot com secrets, the first book explained funnels, explained the steps, explained how any business can use it, whether they're brick and mortar dentists or they're, you know, online um, digital marketers or their e-commerce or whatever. He went through all of those different scripts and things. But then um, in, in the next book, it was like, okay, I want to reach Brendan Burchard's audience. I want to reach yeah. yeah. all the people who are in the ex- expert space because that was a huge, huge market already and it was only going to get bigger. So yeah. he's like, I want all of those people to know that we have a tech solution for them. But there's a lot of barriers to entry, right? Yeah. That They have to understand before they even get to how am I going to sell my expertise, they have to understand they are an expert. They have to understand what they have to teach has value. They have to understand how to build an audience because the heat, you know, it's really easy to buy a, a product, a software product without an audience yet, and then feel like the product doesn't work. Right. So expert seekers actually built, it, it taught people how to build mass movements and mass audiences so that by the time you're ready to launch something, he's you you've got all the directions on how to do the launching and all that stuff but but they're going to naturally want your solution for the software but there was steps that they had to go through first if they're the, the and i mean one of our other authors christy code red um she we wrote her book chris uh, the code red revolution when she started she was you know she was just a local nutrition coach she was the number two boxer in the world. She was a badass. Like she was, she was a celebrity trainer, but her, her passion was helping people lose weight and helping like people who had given up all hope, people who are in their seventies in wheelchairs. She's had helped them lose a hundred pounds. Like she was badass at what she did, but she didn't have a way to reach the masses with that. And so she had a business coach who helped her to develop all the online systems so that she could, you know, expand her, um, her platform for how to help people, but she still needed to be able to reach the masses. And there's this little ripple effect. It's, it was amazing to watch her because now she's, she's a worldwide phenomenon. Like code red is huge. It, it's, it's amazing. And it works. It freaking works. Help me. Right? So, what, so what's the, what job does her book do? Like what her is it? book yeah. show it teaches, it inspires, educates and sells. Right. So she had her things that she was selling her custom programs, her coaching, all of that. Right. That's great. But people had given up and her, her primary message was you can lose weight without exercise exercise. Even though she is a fitness trainer, exercise doesn't help you lose weight. It's so that's important. the differentiation or the positioning. That's her positioning. Yeah. What the book did was it gave her seven rules which are so simple. I mean, all that, all she wants you to do is drink water, eat real food and sleep. Like that's not, that's what we want. We want easy. Like give me operating principles that if I just commit, I'm going to get the results that doesn't going to eat my lunch for time and money. Right. But if she had written a book, a a quickie, like just do this and you'll, you know, just drink water and sleep more and you'll, you'll, you'll lose a hundred pounds. Who's going to believe that? Nobody. She's going to get relegated to digital spammers and like no one's going to listen to her and she's going to get a bad reputation and all of her legitimate work would be wasted. So most of that book is success stories. 
Oh, so so show show don't tell. Proof. Yes. Yeah. It's proof. It was before and after pictures. It was telling the stories, and every one of those stories brought up a very. They were strategically put in there to bring up objections. So I'm older, and I you know I'm seventy years old. I don't believe I can do this. Well, we have a seventy year old woman in there who did it. Lost tons of weight. She's happier than ever. I have fibromyalgia. I can't do this. I have you know, a husband who's a trucker I, and all he wants to do is sit on the couch when he's home and eat and I can't do this. So all the reasons people think in their heads, I can't do this. We put a success story in there that said, they did it. You can do it. So the whole goal of that book was to get people to believe they could do it and give them the tools to do it and say, you know, you're also going to need accountability and, and support. So come join our, our revolution. Yeah, this is a, uh, I actually have some on my board. I just want to mention, cause we're going back into the subconscious, like the inner work that has to happen. So like for a course creator, the external problems is a lack of progress. Mm -hmm. The internal problem is confidence and they have a philosophy, um, what I would call an error where they're focusing on themselves and making money online mm -hmm. and not focusing on getting results for other people. So I have to like help people fix those things. Shifting to, mindsets. Yeah. I mean, they may blame the technology, but we got to get through all this other stuff if we're going to be successful with our course or our membership site or it's going right. nowhere. And what I've seen happen so many times is people sabotage their, their course right before launch because all this is unresolved. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. why. So that's what a book does is it's okay. like, look, don't buy this course yet. Don't buy this software yet. You are not ready for that software. You are a badass at what you do. You know, your stuff inside and out. You can help people. You can change the world when you get this course done. But here's what you're going to run into. And I do this. Most of my job as a publisher is talking authors off the ledge. Like they do it <laughs> That's awesome. Every single time. The, the highest level, like famous people you know, they all do it. And I did it too. And my, my team is like, you're doing that thing that you tell other people not to do. Is we're not, like I said before, we're, we're naturally programmed to be humble and to be like, oh, I don't know about this. And so get it. If you were to write a book, you know, your job in that book would be to show people the journey of a course creator and all the places that their brain is going to try and take them off track. Yeah. And then give them tools that you would do in person if you were coaching them through it. And yep. so you, if I was developing a book, we're developing a book for you right now is, is say, here's what you want here's what you think is in the way software, not sure what to say, have too many things to say. I don't know how to get traffic. All those things are what you think are standing in your way. What's really standing in your way is confidence and getting, feeling like you have a lack of progress. So give them progress, give them ways that like, here's what you do celebrate, you know, here you yeah. get a sticker and you know, here's all those gold stars you got in, in, in kindergarten. Like they worked, you know, yeah. You, you got potty trained eventually. Everybody did. Right? So like that's, that's just psychology at work. And, and what that would do for you, Chris, if you had a book like that would get people ready to buy your course and succeed as opposed to getting ready to have, you know, buying the course first and then running into all those roadblocks and being like, uh, and like no, but you can do it. They got to be awesome. ready before. So yeah, that's, that is, that is so cool. This is the, the stuff. <laughs> um, so I've got the, the ClickFunnels uh, challenge, which is amazing. A challenge funnel is a different type of um, strategy for, mm -hmm. you know, getting people interested. But there's a book inside here 
and uh, let's 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 see which book this is. And I don't uh, even know which book it is because I don't have the. I didn't get that box. <laughs> uh, so there is uh, the thirty days book. So so uh, why? Yep, yep. Again, here we're using a book to help like warm up a, a lead. In this case, it's for a software company. But what is the job that this book does? All right, look, that book. I did not write that book. I, I did help our, our company help with the editing things like that. But look at how thick it is. I just want to just hold it up. How it's does two that inches. Feel two in your hands. Yeah. How does it feel in your hands? It's a hardback. It feels like a like a, a hard, heavy book. Like it's not textbook big, but it's pretty big. Right, but it yeah. but it feels like a real book, right? Totally. And when yeah. you look, so flip through the pages a little bit so we can see it. What does it look like when you look at it? Um. I mean, it's full of pictures, diagrams. Right. Uh, uh, I see a lot of faces. Possible. I see a lot of faces. Yeah. Doesn't look impossible. So that book is just like Christie's book. It is proof. That is, okay. what would you do if you had thirty days and you were starting from nothing? So all, the whole book is inspiring stories of of and different models and different plans that people who've already succeeded have. What, what would they do if everything was taken away and they had to start over? And there is some brilliant stuff in there. I mean, things, everybody has a different way of approaching things. You would think, well, I would do a free plus shipping funnel and then I would do this and then I would do this and it would all be the same. But people use that software in so many different ways for so many different reasons. You got 30 people in there or maybe a hundred people. I don't even remember how many people got in there, but it, it's all stories. It's, it's inspiring because they are saying they did it. You can do it too. It's educating because it's teaching you the different models. And it's selling click funnels. Right. So if you did the same thing, you know, you would take your your top fifty people of uh, success stories for Lifter, and you would say, "All right, so if you had to start all over again, and this is a really good question, okay? Because let's... if you had to start over again, knowing how to succeed, what's the stuff you wish people had told you? You know, like." Just do it. You you can do it. All the self confidence issues and all the self doubt and the sabotage. You know, I mean, I I'm this. I have my nonfiction book academy. That thing was ready five years ago. I just had somebody yesterday contact me. Go, I never logged in. Can you give me my login? And I'm like, Seriously, but I didn't launch it. I I put people through it and I got results for them, but I didn't really launch it because I wasn't confident that it was going to do the job because I felt like it was overwhelming. Because I, I didn't do what I tell people to do now, I didn't think from the outside in. I was like, what do I know about everything? Writing, publishing, marketing books. Like It's an entire like PhD program about books in one course. So now what I've done is I've splintered it out according to the people's problems. You can get the writing course. You can get the publishing course. And you don't have to do one or, and the other. You can. Hopefully, they're going to go through the process so that they have a book that, that we've supported them all the way through. But they may not. They may already have a manuscript. They just need to know how to self-publish. And that's cool too. So like having all of that taken care of in a book before they buy your stuff, they're going to be like, Chris is the guy. He's the one that can get me to finally have a course that's going to sell really well and is going to you know, help me reach more people. So that's, that's the benefit of those books. Yeah, that's, that's really incredible. Um, you want to write a book now, don't you? <laughs> I, well, no. I mean, I, I actually resonate with what Russell said in his testimonial. I've been, I've even told my team before. It's been on my annual goal. Like, all right, this is the year I'm going to do a this book. Is didn't the year. didn't this happen. Is the year. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. And there's and, a reason for that. And it's yeah. and and the reason for that is because you just don't know how to write a book. You weren't taught how to write books in school. 
and you were taught what you were taught. And I call this the, this is my new opportunity. Okay. okay. The new rules of, of nonfiction. Like you were taught the old rules and you were taught what was great for what you were doing. You, when you learned to write in grade school, in high school, in college, doesn't matter where it was, you were given the audience. It's the teacher. You were given the purpose. Explain the socioeconomic implications of the French Revolution. Like, okay, I know what I have to put in here to reach my goal, which was to get a good grade. None of that applies when you're writing a book to save your business or to, to grow your business. None of that applies. You have a completely different audience. They're your customers, right? And are they your, are, are they your current customers or are they cold customers? And if they're cold customers, how are you going to get them to warm up and how are you going to get their attention and why should they give a crap about that you if you've never, they've never heard of you? So all of those things in audience, you've got to figure that out. You've got to figure out what are you going to teach them when you have decades and decades of knowledge. And then you got to figure out, well, what the heck is that book going to do for you? Why are you wasting two years of your life? Which a lot of people feel like they've wasted all that time when they just don't know how to make it happen. They don't know how, even if I get a great manuscript done, I don't know how to publish it. You know, and so what they do is they try to shortcut and they try to get it out as fast as possible before the little gremlins in your brain kick in. So I've actually like, I'm done that book in a weekend. I'm I did that. Yeah. I did that. I, it's on Amazon. It's, uh, right. it's, it's called, on Amazon. You can get my book. It's this is, great. This is back in 2010. <laughs> I wrote a book called, because um, I'm really into uh, leadership and management. And I took my decade of experience in Alaska managing people in a remote area and wrote like a, I, I challenged myself to write a book in a weekend, exactly like you said. And you it wasn't it. long. It was mostly like, if you think about it, it's more like a hundred pages of tweets, like condensed <laughs> and important yep. ideas that are important in management and leadership. And I got that puppy done in a weekend. I was so proud of myself. But when I look between that and writing a real book or whatever, it's like this chasm. Yeah, there is a chasm. And it's yeah. because it's like, well, is that one really fun? And there's, so there's, Nothing wrong with writing a book of 100 tweets if it's done strategically for, for a certain reason. Like Steve Martin has a really great book out there about all of his tweets because he's freaking hilarious and he's a comedian. So it makes sense for him to put out a book with funny tweets in it. Um, it you know, the chasm is that you, you just don't know how to write a book. You know yeah. how to write an essay. You know how to write a creative writing piece. You know how to write an outline. I, I teach outlining completely different. I work with, with the chemicals in your brain and, and, and I work with, I, I'm just a neuroscience geek. So I, I like want to make sure that you're actually going to get the book done. So I organize and structure my outlines and my book development so that you will get it done. No give us some out, outlining as a, um, it's super important to course creators too. Yeah. So can you give us some like insight into I'll how give you, uh, here's the whole secret. Okay. Okay. When you learned how to outline, the formatting was more important than the content, right? You were, yeah. you were graded on whether you did the, the, the big letters and the big numbers and then the Roman numerals and then the little things. And you, you know, the teacher yeah. didn't care what you were actually saying or trying to say in the actual outline. What was important was the format and it yeah. was all done in bullet point structure, right? You put down, here's my big thesis statement. Okay. Here's my three things. Cause it was always three. And here's the, the sub the three or five sub things. And they were all just bullet points and, and words, or maybe a statement. 
but they were done in a way that, that you could, they were declaratory. It was a period. How to make a course, how to, you know, um, market the course. And then you would go down and like digital marketing and driving traffic and all of that would be like, you can put a period after each one of those things. There's a lot of pressure because if you just put the, if you look at your outline and that topic says how to drive traffic or just um, marketing. Traffic, yeah. Or marketing. <laughs> yeah. How, what are you supposed to do with that? How are you supposed to make anything that makes any sense because you have decades of experience and well, gee, I don't know. Well, let, all right, well, let's break it down. Okay. That's too, marketing's too big. So let's break it down to online marketing and offline marketing. Well, then we can break it down further, like, you know, paid traffic and not paid. You can, you can build an outline that's 10 million miles long and that's what people do. And they think that that's helping them write the course or write the book. And it's not all you have to do. Yes, you have to do that. That's important. Turn those declaratory statements, those period statements into questions. If I say, Chris, what's the best way to drive traffic to a course? Can I would do a, a free course lead magnet. So what, what is a free course lead magnet? I don't understand that, that, those words. What, is that in, what does that include? It's a mini course that solves a problem quickly that uh, gets people to sign up on your website so you have their email address and gets them to trust you so that it becomes easier to sell to them. So what do I need to have in place to do that? I need a, a website? Well, if you already have a WordPress website, you could just install Lifter LMS and create a free course. So the free course, how does that build, how does that get money? If it's free? Uh, well, it's part of a funnel. So the first step is you're just doing education-based marketing. So you, you help people. You mentioned Frank Kern earlier in this episode. Uh, his, what he's been saying literally over and over for a decade is, uh, help somebody get a result in advance of asking for the sale. That's that's Frank Kern's strategy. That's what you're doing. You just help people get a result for free, and then you sell them the next phase, and you keep going. <laughs> so, Did you have any problem answering any of those questions? Not at all. You just wrote two pages of a book. Right. In about 30 seconds. <laughs> just by adding a question mark to the end of marketing a course. So yeah. we call it a question-based outline. What it does, your brain is wired to answer questions. You can't help yourself. You I was watching you messing with my psychology. I, I like, know. Hey, I was like, how can I screw with Chris? This is great. It was actually, I, I, it was like fun. I was like, oh, this is not right. hard. This oh. is, like outline stresses me out. You know? Right. So. Because there's too much to say and it logged yeah. in. And you're like, what's most important? What do they really have to know? Like, just, <laughs> Yeah. You know what to put in the outline. And once, and if people do this and they, and they write their, and I, they come to me all the time, here's my outline. I'm like, great. You know what? You've got a lot of stuff in here. Turn, we, we, we teach them to have the, the, the high level topics can be topics. That's fine. Then underneath that, let's start writing questions. And you just write question, 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 question. And if you can't answer any of those questions in less than 10 minutes, Either it's too big or you need to go do some research and you don't know the answer or you're bullshitting. So, so what you can do, what that means is you can write a book in 10 minutes at a time because you just have a big list of questions. This is how we ghostwrite. Like we, we, we do a book development session that takes a few hours that makes sure that it's going to meet your goals. It's going to, we know the audience, we know all this stuff and we build this outline and it's question based, which means that our authors, all they have to do is answer the question. Now, 
does that mean they can just take a transcript? Because this is, this is what people are going to, oh, yeah, I can just answer questions and get a transcript and then I'll publish it and it'll be great. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. That is done all the time and it ends up with really crappy books because you don't speak the same way that you read. What's the danger of a crappy book? Oh, my God. So so word of mouth, right? Like your your whole goal. Like is, I refer people to this book. All the time. If it right? sucked, I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do it. Yeah. And so, and, and it doesn't mean it has to be fat. As I've got books, there's a book called Obvious Adams that was written in the 1920s. It's a parable and it's, a, it's teeny. Yeah. It's brilliant. You know, so it doesn't, it, I'm not saying it has to be thick for it to be real or legitimate. It just has to be strategic and planned and you have to actually do book development and figure it out, like plan the strategy before you start writing. That makes a real book. The danger is you you damage your business, you damage your credibility. People think you're an idiot, and your cust you know your customers are like, "This is stupid," and you hope that nobody reads your book. You have a best-selling author title because some company promised you a bestseller, which I will tell you right now doesn't mean you sold more than ten books. People get really upset when they find that out, but they have the title and it's a perceived title, and they're like, "Oh, I'm a best-selling author," but don't go read my book. I don't ever want to tell anybody to read. You don't know the right. title of my book because we don't want anyone to read it because, and it's, it's a shame because it's not that you didn't care about what you were putting in there. It's not that you didn't want to write a really great book. You just didn't know how, which is why I have my course. Like, like, let me show you the structure that has to happen. Let me show you how to, to organize the chapters so that people can become addicted to going to the next page. Like there's a, there's a technique for that to make sure that they're going to get everything and that things actually sink into the brain and they get it instead of just reading it going, Oh, that was interesting. And, or not reading it at all or not getting to the next chapter, you know, like people will save the good stuff for the end or they'll, or they won't want to share everything that they, that they've got because they we want people to go buy the course. They're not going to buy the course. if They can't even get through the book. I got, I got a question for you before we wrap up. Um, so one of the things I like about Russell's style is he has a lot of diagrams. I remember he's he's always drawing and he's talking about like, you know, pain island, pleasure island. There's all these sharks. And I'm like, gosh, that's such a good teaching tool. Mm -hmm. um, my business coach, Dan Martell, does that stuff with all these like frameworks and diagrams and models. And uh, he introduced me to someone named Simon Bowen who helps people develop models and think in terms of models. Mm -hmm. I really get a lot. I, le I learned a ton from Simon and I'm, I'm really glad I came across him. But what, what role, like you can see I'm a mind mapper. I got mind maps and stuff, but you know, some people draw some people like how can these drawings, um, models, frameworks, diagrams help in the writing process? In the writing process, that's how you, or that's how you educate, inspire, educate, sell, you inspire with stories, you educate with frameworks and you sell with additional resources and support and calls to action. But the frameworks themselves need to be so obvious and so easy to understand. Otherwise they are useless. Like what your team, you have to layer the complicated on top of the skeleton that's already familiar. So Russell does the stick figure drawings because they're not intimidating, right? People are, like, are those his original drawings or not his handwork, but yeah, his, yeah. yes, his drawing, he, his yeah. ideas. Yeah. He's a doodler or whatever. Yeah, he doodles all the time. He's, yeah. He teaches on webinars with, with whiteboards and, and doodles. And, and yeah. he, he has these things called man markers. He's like, I want a man marker, the big fat markers. And he draws on when he's doing like, like big presentations from stage, he has big markers. But yeah, he draws. So, but, but neurologically in your brain, 
So the more lobes that you can hit in the brain, there's all the, the different lobes, temporal and parietal and all those. The more that you can light up in the course of teaching your content, so courses or books or webinars, whatever, the more they're going to get it and keep it and retain it and pay attention. So what that, what that means is there, there's the reading. You're going to read this stuff. Great. But also, you know that, oh, I don't get this picture right now at the beginning of a chapter, but I know by the time I read through this stuff, I will understand it. And then that picture reminds me and I know exactly what to do when I look at that picture. So that's lighting up a different part of the brain. You can also use music. Like Brenda Burchard is a master at using music to, to change people's state. Tony Robbins, same thing. He uses the same songs. Expert Academy has been using the same music for like 15 years. You go in there and it's like, oh, that music's playing. Means I got to go to my seat. Oh, what? that means he's coming out. Oh, I'm supposed to clap now. Like it's a <laughs> trigger, right? You don't yeah. want to clap. Those are... Uh, introverts are like, I hate this. I have to do it. Damn it. You know? So yeah. like it's powerful. It it triggers. So if you can put music into your course as, as brain triggers, awesome. If you can use audio logos, if, if you guys haven't gotten into audio logos, it's amazing. Like do, do, do. What does that mean? You know, or, yeah. you know, the, the, um, emergency broadcast system, you know what it yeah. means as soon as you hear that, that sound. Right. So you're lighting up different, areas of the brain. And so the more of that you can do, the better. And there's a brilliant book that we wrote <laughs> called, called Brain Centric Design um, that talks all about how to teach the stuff. In fact, you should probably get get those guys on here because the, they're all about teaching for deep understanding and, okay. and they would be brilliant for your course creators. But um, yeah, the, the more that you can trigger the brain in different ways, the better. So absolutely pictures. I mean, comic books, brilliant, right? You can, yeah. you can do a comic book as a teaching tool, as a legitimate book that actually does the things because it's pictures and words, but you still got to have the right words. You got to have the right words that do the teaching enough. Otherwise it's just pictures. And it's like, well, that was cool, but I don't get it. Julie, you're amazing. I'm going to have to rewatch <laughs> this because I'm having to be the interviewer, <laughs> but I'm definitely going to be watching again later and making sure I got it all. I'm really excited. That's just so much fun. I mean, I, I can do this all day long. I, I love helping people just get their messages out and get it organized in their brain so that they can actually move forward. Because you're right. Like people get so frustrated with feeling like they're not making progress. And with a book, I mean, it takes time to write a book. It just does. Even if you're only doing 10 minutes a day, it's going to take time. And, and you've got to have those points where it's like, yes, I did a chapter. Yay. And you have somebody else who's going, yay. So that's where, you know, accountability and all of that comes in. Yeah. Well, tell us about Nonfiction Book Academy. What is it? What's inside? Sure. So Nonfiction Book Academy is my solution to $50,000 ghostwriting packages <laughs> because it's like... So it's a self-paced do-it-yourself. It's a self-paced. It's do-it-yourself. Um, and what we did is we we took out... It's it's all brand new. So it's my, my new... I'm so much better at teaching this stuff now uh, than I was when I first made the course. I made the course to be all the writing you needed to know, all the editing you needed to know, all the publishing, you know, should you go traditional publishing or self-publishing? If you choose to go self-publishing, here's how to do it. Like all, I mean, I did everything, the marketing, I mean, all of it. And it was so freaking overwhelming. And that's what inside of me was like, oh, it's just too big. It's just too big, you know? And so let's do one chunk at a time. So we have the writing masterclass, which is available now. The publishing masterclass will be available in a few weeks. Um, 
and then, you know, marketing masterclass. We want to make sure that these, these authors get just what they need to actually keep going. And we have a community so that they can go in and ask questions. Cause I'm, you know, I'm not available all the time, but at least they can go in and ask questions and either me or my uh, managing editor or my publishing director will go in and answer the questions. Um, so people have somewhere to go. I mean, it's so hard to write a book in a vacuum. It, it's, it's really hard. So we want to support those people. And the Academy is just a place where it's like, I don't know where it's going to go from here. I mean, I may just do a whole ton of, you know, of um, ancillary courses that are, that are all around, you know, marketing your book and, and using your book to build a course. My book, the, the Profitable Business Author, is all about courses. It's like, look, you don't want to write a book and not have a course because you're not going to make any money. <laughs> it's going to be, you know, and no one's going to pay attention. So, so having, having a course for me was necessary. And it's funny because I had the course before I had the book and then I was like, I need to write a book because I'm telling people that they need to write a book. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So if you want to get into the book business or build a book funnel or, you know, build your authority or clarify your thinking, go check out Nonfiction Book Academy. If you have the resources and you have a content person on your team, send them into that so that they can, yeah, so they can help lead that project up for your business. Julie, I'm so glad that Nicole Holland connected us. Oh, um, me too. <laughs> we never would have figured it out on our own at the farmer's market. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, we should definitely do a webinar down the road if you're open for that. Cause absolutely. I, I have like a billion more questions I want, I want to ask you. Maybe we'll do another podcast episode at some point as well. But um, thank you for coming on. Thank you for writing this book with Russell because um, it, it's had a big impact on the industry that I'm in. And yeah. I mean, I see your footprints everywhere and people don't always you know, realize with um, uh, like for me as an example, I'm the face of a business and like my support team will get emails that start with like, hi, Chris or whatever. But there's like a team <laughs> of like hidden other people that are making the magic happen. And you're part of that story with Expert Secrets. I just interviewed somebody and uh, just yesterday who's one of um, the two Comma Club people. Mm-hmm. His name was Dean Holland. Oh, and, I love Dean. Oh, yes, he's amazing. He's <laughs> and amazing. like you're, you're, and Dean's story and everything, you're part of helping him find success and stuff, which is and amazing. That's, that's what's important about that, that everybody watching this needs to know is that the reason I write books for other people instead of for myself is because I want their, their impact in the world to be felt. And when I can go to Funnel Hacking Live and I can look at the Two Comma Club award ceremony, which now lasts for two hours, it's like going to graduation. And there's yeah. literally hundreds of people lining the walls, getting their awards. And, and for people who don't know, the Two Comma Co- oh, yeah. Club winner is, uh, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but they've made a million dollars with their funnel. With right? one funnel. With one and, funnel. Yeah. And so that's, you know, it's, it's, it's that moment. It's, that's the inspiration that hits their brain when they're sitting in the audience going, I'm going to be there next year. That's what gets, keeps them going is that award, which is great. And it's, it's the coolest award ever. Honestly, Russell, I'll tell you, he did it because he really wanted to have something to really focus people. Now he had, he, then he had to make two comic club X cause people were making $10 million. And then now he has, now he literally has one that's for 25, 50, 75 and a hundred million dollars. And there are people who have all of them filled in. Oh my and gosh. It's, yeah. It's astounding. And I, and, and you're and, a part of that story. And I'm part of that. I get to yeah. be part of yeah. that and say, I did that. And it's really cool because that's an impact that's worth having in the world. And so if you really believe your impact is worth having in the world, 
write a damn book. Like you do it yourself. Let me help you hire somebody, whatever. I don't care how you do it, but write a book because they get passed around. People talk about them. It's the best way to get word of mouth for your, for your business. Julie Eason. She's at Thanet House Publishing. You can find her at thanethousebooks.com forward slash LMS cast. We've got something for you there. There, Julie, thank you so much for coming on the show and inspiring the people today. We really appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I hope you enjoyed the show. This show was brought to you by Lifter LMS, the number one tool for creating, selling, and protecting engaging online courses to help you get more revenue, freedom, and impact in your life. Head on over to lifterlms.com and get the best gear for your course creator journey. Let's build the most engaging results getting courses on the internet.